Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in John chapter 8, verses 21 through 30. This is Jesus continuing on his conversation with the Pharisees from the previous text where he made it clear to them that they do not know God. And the reason they don't know God is because they don't know him. To know Jesus is to know God. An idea that does not sit well with the Pharisees who don't think Jesus is the Messiah, who don't think he is God in the flesh. And before we jump into today's text, I want to thank the family leader for being our 2023 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. You can learn more about them in the announcements at the end of this devotion. And as always, thank you to the family leader for their support. Verse 21. So Jesus said to them again, I am going away and you will seek me and you will die in your sin. Where I am going, you cannot come. He's talking about heaven. He knows he's going to heaven to be with his father. And because they hate and reject him, he knows that they are not. But these guys don't see it that way. Verse 22. So the Jews said to him, will he kill himself since he says where I am going you cannot come now this is an interesting rhetorical question that they ask that needs someone packing the Jews at that time believe that if somebody committed suicide it was an automatic ticket to hell if you killed yourself you're automatically condemned no chance to go to heaven that's what they believed and so they're kind of insulting Jesus and they're assuming that they themselves of course are going to go to heaven so if they're going to heaven and if Jesus says where I am going you can't come of course this is all in reference to after death because he brought up die in your sin in the previous verse, then they're thinking if we can't go where he's going, he must be going to hell. And if he's going to hell, huh, I wonder how he's going to get there. Maybe by killing himself? Even though this takes some unpacking for us to understand what's going on, it seems clear that Jesus knows exactly what they're saying. And he jumps in in verse 23. He said to them, you are from below. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins for unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. So Jesus is saying to these guys, no, no, no. I'm not the one who's going to hell. You're the ones who are from below. I'm from above. And right here, Jesus is highlighting a very important Christian doctrine, the doctrine of original sin. Every one of us is born into sin. And if our sin problem doesn't get fixed before we die, we will die in our sins. And the consequences of our dying in our sin is that we will go to hell. We'll be separated by our sin from God for eternity. And Jesus makes it very clear here, as he has in several other places throughout the book of John, that the only way to get around that, the only way to not die in your sin, is to believe that he is the Messiah. Verse 25, so they said to him, who are you? Jesus said to them, just what I have been telling you from the beginning. I have much to say about you and much to judge, but he who sent me is true, and I declare to the world what I have heard from him. So here's another interesting thing Jesus says that we need to unpack. You might remember from several passages ago, in fact, I think it's been a couple different times in the book of John, Jesus has said that he didn't come here to judge, and we made it clear that that's true. In Jesus' first trip to earth, he came to redeem people to God. He came to live a perfect life, to die a sinless death, to rise from death, defeating sin and death so that anybody who puts their faith in Christ can receive the perfection that he lived and to have the penalty we owe for our sin marked paid because of what he did on the cross so that anybody who puts their faith and trust in Christ can be reconciled to God. He's on a reconciliation or a redemption mission on this first trip to earth. He's not here to judge. He's here to redeem. But he'll come again and when he comes again he will judge big time.
time. So this isn't to suggest that God is not a God of judgment or that Jesus is not down with judgment. It's just that his time here that's written about in the Gospels is not the time to judge. And so when he says to these guys, I have much to say about you and much to judge. He's saying, if it was time for me to judge, Mr. Pharisee guys, I'd have a laundry list of iniquities and offenses that you have committed against Almighty God. And I could speak in pretty condemning language about what that means for you. But now is not the time for me to say these things that are in my mind. Now is not the time for me to judge. And so I'm not going there right now. So Jesus said to them, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, speaking of his crucifixion, of course, then you will know that I am he. Now when he says I am here, these are fighting words. Because God in the Old Testament gave himself the name I am. Jesus, when he says I am here, is subtly or not so subtly claiming to be God. And he's going to do this in even a more bold way in a few verses later on in this chapter. He continues, and I do nothing on my own authority, but speak as the Father taught me. And he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I will always do the things that are pleasing to him. As he was saying these things, many believed in him. So I think that's interesting. He's in this fight with the Pharisees, but in some ways they're kind of his foil. He can respond to their accusations and their questions in front of others who are observing this conversation. And it might be the case that none of the Pharisees believe in him, although we've talked about Nicodemus and we'll later hear about Joseph of Arimathea. But there's a broader group of people who are witnessing these conversations. And as they observe Jesus' responses to these religious experts' accusations and criticisms and questions, whatever Jesus is saying is convincing them to believe in him. And that's been going on for millennia now as people witness these conversations by reading the word of God, observing them from afar, but being led to belief as the Holy Spirit works through the word of God to compel people to trust in Jesus Christ. I got to say one last thing before we wrap up. To suggest that Jesus is not controversial or confrontational is silly. In the 21st century in the West, we're oftentimes presented with this wimpy, milk-toast Jesus. He doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. He doesn't want to step on any toes. He doesn't want to offend anybody. He only wants people to get along at all costs. He would never rock the boat or ruffle feathers. But friends, texts like the ones that we've been in, and frankly, most of the book of John and the Gospels so far, portray a different Jesus. He was more than okay with controversy, with confrontation, because through it, it gave him the chance to clarify who he was and what he was about. Wimpy, nice, self-esteem Jesus might make people feel good on the inside, but it's not an accurate representation of who he really was. He was bold and clear and didn't leave a lot of room for ambiguity, which is good. It's a gift from God that Jesus was this way because it keeps hard-hearted numbskulls like us from missing the gospel message. And there's more where that came from, so join us again next time. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify Podcasts, or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, perfectly consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, airing on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for
for listening and may God richly bless you.